Hi, I'm Jason Scoris, and welcome to another episode of Dispatch from the Zombie Apocalypse. I hope everybody is doing great. We're in a pretty intense summer here. I'm going to talk about climate issues in the coming you know, weeks, months, because as you probably know, it's uh, been a super hot summer. We got Florida offshore waters over 100 degrees. That's like a hot tub, and that's the ocean. And a lot of crazy stuff going on. So I'm going to try to, you know, go back to these larger themes that are going to be with us for years and decades and not just follow the news cycles. And in that vein, I'm going to continue something, you know, a little from last week, although that was much more kind of animal rights and food system. But I'm going to talk about, you know, default positions and status quo bias and I'll use a number of examples, some of them related to food that, um, you know, again, will be a continuation of last episode, but this will kind of be into a, a greater range of topics. And so the way to think about this is default positions are the positions that are automatic in society for many types of goods and services. And so what does that mean? It means if you go into a restaurant and it doesn't say the food is organic, the default position is non-organic, right? Same thing in the grocery store. You go to the grocery store, it says avocado. If it says avocado, the default, that's a non-organic avocado. It's grown with chemical fertilizers, pesticides, etc. right? When you sign up for power at your house and you're set, you know, most people, the power is fossil fuel power. That's the default position when you sign up with your utilities, right? And so the, the, the issue here is, is that we don't think about default positions so much. They're kind of the background. They're the kind of things that are just habitual, that, are, that we just kind of accept as the norm. But it turns out the, these default positions are not only you know, things that have been developed specifically to serve certain interests, but they're actually destroying us. The default positions for most types of goods and services are the bad type. And then you have to go out of your way to get something good that's non-toxic or organic or renewable energy, right? And default positions have been studied a lot over the past two decades in behavioral economics because of the immense inertia they have. It turns out that whatever the default is, humans tend to stick with it. So that default position carries an incredible amount of power in structuring the, the larger system and the kind of the use of society's resources, right? And this is both because of deep psychological dispositions to kind of stick with them out of habit, but also because they just blend into the background and you just don't even think about them. And again, they become these kind of you know, things that are just almost unconsciously we follow because that's just the way it is, right? And also, if you want to think about it kind of like, you know, the physical properties of how a body that is moving in one direction won't alter course unless it's interfered with, right? This is kind of like the laws of motion, right? I think this is, you know, um, 
you know, Isaac Newton and Einstein, right? That like, you know, if you send something out into orbit and it's going one way, as long as something doesn't deflect it, it's just going to keep going that way. And that's the way you can kind of think of default position, status quo, right? Humans, unless something shakes us up, we tend to just keep doing what we've been doing, you know, into the indefinite future, right? Unless something strong comes along to interfere with that habit and disrupt the status quo, which is what I'm hoping to do with this podcast, right? So it turns out, like I said, that most of these default positions are the worst options. They're the most toxic. They're the most destructive, right? And you go, why is that? Why would we create a society where the default options for human consumption and human you know, activity be so bad? Well, you know, there's a lot of powerful interests that have a lot uh, to win and gain by getting us hooked on bad stuff, right? And I like to tell my students when I start every new academic year, the way to look out at the world is it's completely upside down. Everything that is you know, good is harder to do and everything that's bad is easier to do, right? We made the bad options the easy options, the convenient options, the cheaper options, the norms, and you have to go out of your way to be a good citizen. And that's fucking upside down. So our job is to write it. Our job is to turn the world back up to the right direction so that the full options for all human activity are healthy and beneficial, right? And lead to flourishing. So let's think about some of these default options throughout society. A lot of them do relate to food, but not all, right? So again, like I said with energy, the default option is fossil fuels and just about everything. When you get your utility and you get hooked up, that is changing slowly. Utilities are going renewable and you can actually you know, you know, get renewables automatically. But still, for the most part, you have to opt in. Same thing, obviously, with cars, right? You know, most of the cars in the rental agencies or the, you know, any of the, the cars you purchase are going to be fossil fuel cars. That's the default option. And now, of course, electric vehicles are be proliferating and they're becoming more normal. But they, the technology has existed for electric cars for 100 years. And yet we created fossil fuels of the default because fossil fuel companies, of course, wanted it that way. Meat and dairy, right? Think about it. Think about you go to a sporting event. And everything is almost all meat and dairy. Again, some places are starting to have some vegan options. But you go out, you know, you go to a vending machine. It's all junk food and crap and sugar and chemicals and preservatives, right? But hey, you're hungry, you need a snack. That's the default. The same thing on an airplane, right? You know, what's the food? It's mostly junk and garbage. But, you know, maybe there's one out of 10 options is something healthy, I mentioned this with organic food, right? The default option is toxic food created with dangerous pesticides and herbicides and fungicides and fertilizers, and you have to go out of your way to get organic. Isn't that weird? Right? It's like an avocado and then an organic avocado. Shouldn't it say pesticide avocado and then not a healthy avocado? Why is the one that's the toxic one the normal one? It doesn't even have a qualifier. Why is the default for conventional at, you know, chemical agriculture. Think about cleaning products, you know, detergents, soaps, everything, everywhere you go, right? The default product in the stores is the, the toxic one, right? Everywhere you go, 
right? It's just like you have to go out of your way to get something that's green, right? That's non-toxic, right? Same thing again, like I said, with junk food. Junk food is the norm. Everywhere it's the default out. For every holiday, right? every holiday has a junk food. For Halloween, it's all junk food. But for, you know, Christmas, it's, it's you know, candied apples and ham and, you know, um, candy canes and gingerbread men, right? Like the default option is never anything nourishing, right? It's always meat and dairy and sugar and junk, plastics, right? The default option everywhere, right? Everywhere you go, right, is that you have to buy plastic containers, plastic water bottles, right? Plastic, everything you buy is in plastic. Right? And you have to really go out of your way. If you don't want to consume lots of plastic, you have to go out of your way. It is hard to not you know, consume a lot of plastic because that's the default option for all packaging. Right. So again, these are some of the examples. There's many more I'm sure you can think of. Um, but you know, the, 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 the reality here is that at this juncture, a lot of us were stuck with this. Right. We're stuck in this kind of muddle of all these toxic default options. So after the break, I want to talk about changing them to ones that are restorative or at least not so bad. Okay, so let's talk about changing default options and how this is done and some ideas of these, right? So the one thing is, you know, again, I mentioned this one on power, you know, that the default option is to get your fossil fuel, coal, natural gas, energy when you sign up with utilities. That is changing. There are certain jurisdictions in the United States and certain countries where they're changing it that the default option, when you start renting a house, you buy a new house and you call up, the default option is the renewable power. Right? And it turns out that when the default option is renewable, even if it's a little more money, most people stay in it. Very few people are going to go, no, 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 no. I want to save 10 bucks a month. Give me the dirty power. Right? But however, if you are in the dirty power, it's easy to procrastinate and not go, oh, well, I'm not, you know, I'll call next month to change it. Right? But green power, now the default option. Right? Changing food defaults is huge things. This so menus in hospitals. You know, as someone who has had a bunch of surgeries these last few years, you go in these hospitals and it's just junk food and nastiness. And this is where you're healing up, where you're trying to get well, and they're feeding you junk. The default option is junk. How is that so? Well, some hospitals are getting wise to this. They're making the default option a really delicious plant-based meal, and then you can order your sausages or your burger if you want. But the default option is plant-based and healthy, and turns out most people stick with it when that's the default. They're seeing this with vending machines, right? We're seeing vending machines switch to healthier options, having some healthier snacks, and it turns out people are into it. People don't go out of their way to get junk food, but hey, if it's the vending machine only has junk food, that's what they're going to get. We're seeing this in menus and restaurants where they're saying, you know, why are we going to put the vegetarian stuff all on a page in the back? That's going to make it seem like, hey, if I'm not a vegetarian, why do I want to go look at the vegetarian menu? 
Let's just put it in, make that the top of the list of all the entrees and after just put the vegetarian stuff, the plant-based stuff in there. Turns out that increases consumption of it 15, 20%, just changing the menu placement, making it more normal and more kind of the default, not a separate category, right? People are looking in the circular economy. They're saying, let's make it the default that producers have to have what's called extended producer responsibility, right? Which is you have to recycle or reuse or recapture your waste stream. So that makes producers go, okay, we're going to make it much easier to take things apart and recycle them. We're going to make it so that we're going to collect it from you. We're going to make the parts less toxic so that we don't have to then collect toxic materials on the other side. So we're seeing this kind of holistic view on the circular economy, right? Now, there's still a lot of work to be done on this. This is We're at the very infancy of kind of changing the default options of society to things that are more sustainable, right? But before I get to the antidote here, I want to add that defaults operate in many ways, you know, as well on a kind of cognitive level, right? It's not just products, right? We are born into these deep cultural webs that inform our consciousness. And it's actually even before we're born, right? They, and they act us on very powerful ways, right? We grow up absorbing all sorts of norms, whether it be that real heroic men are supposed to be fighters and warriors, or that non-human animals are here for our enjoyment, and we should go to zoos and aquariums to just see them in cages, because that's how you learn about them. They're, they're here for us. We can do what we want with them. You know, we can point at them and go on rides and stuff, right? So we absorb an amazing amount of default positions that then form the basis of our entire worldview. So it's not just products and consumption. It's much larger than that. Obviously, religion for most humans forms the basis of their value system. And the many horrible things this does to people's consciousness is a topic for another day. I've touched on it over the years and I will return to it. But the point here is that the fault options and baselines are ubiquitous throughout all aspects of our lives, right? And in evolutionary terms, they were probably useful, right? These kind of baseline norms, default options, probably allowed us to simplify reality and form habits, many of which were likely useful for our survival. So I want to be clear here, having, you know, default options. Having status quo bias, the fact that it's so hardwired in it, it probably was good for our survival, right? We formed habits based on experience that increased our likelihood of success and living to see another day. So like maybe one of them was like, you know, don't eat mushrooms unless, you know, someone knows they're, they're, they're really, you know, that they're, that they're okay. That someone smart who knows because, hey, we know a lot of people die from mushrooms. So kind of mushrooms don't eat. Right. That became a kind of a default. Or maybe it was, you know, at night, if you hear something move outside your, you know, your encampment, wake up and be alert. So we're really quickly to wake up. Right. Because that could be a predator or it could be another tribe. So whatever. The point being is we need things that are simplified to make us get through the day. Right. There's a lot of stuff going on to survive as a human, especially, you know, in, in, in earlier times. The point being is that though that's not really the case anymore, right? Most humans live in pretty safe, controlled environments where these default options that probably helped us survive over the millennia are now being utilized by powerful interests to get us hooked on stuff that's actually bad for us, right? And so again, whether it's the fossil fuel interests 
or the junk food or the meat and dairy or the chemical industry, the plastics industry. There's a lot of industries that are taking advantage of what we're hardwired for and then plugging in their own product. And, and it works because, again, of that base hardwire infrastructure that human beings have, right? They've created these defaults to make money and control people. And our own inertia is their greatest asset, right? Our inertia, not changing, not doing things differently is the greatest you know, asset to these powerful interests. So I'll come back with the antidote right after the break. Okay, so for the antidote today, I just want to note that once we start to understand the power of default options and we kind of get an understanding of kind of the language and how they operate, you'll see them everywhere. Your whole world will be different. You'll go, why is that the default option? Why when I enter this place, am I automatically assumed to do this? Or if I buy this product, they automatically enroll me in this setting. Right? Why is that? Right? And you're going to start questioning things. And you're going to see how insidious they are, how the dominant exploitative forces, you know, are largely behind the scenes, but they're keeping us locked in these toxic, destructive cycles, right? So the antidote here for today is to go back to the maxim, question reality. Don't accept the status quo as normal or right or appropriate. Remember, just because lots of people, even large majorities, do something doesn't make it right. Morality, sustainability, doing the right thing is not a popularity contest, right? Chances are most default options in our society were put there by someone for their advantage who doesn't care about mine or your well-being. So we need to create new norms, new defaults for our own life, for the institutions we work in, for society at large. We need to, again, right, turn the ship right side up instead of this upside-down, toxic world. So I just want to end on a small example from my own life where I changed the default option in an institution I work in. Right, So I work in a, in a graduate program here um, in Central California where every spring we have a graduate reception. There's about 1,600 people attend. This is the students plus the faculty, staff, and all the family and friends. And we worked... For many years to try to improve the kind of quality of the food at these events and we were increasing the plant-based options sustainable options and then one day the administration said you know what let's just go 100 percent i kind of been advocating this but didn't think they wanted to go 100 percent and i was like amazing let's go 100 percent and we, we looked around and it turned out that to our knowledge we would be the first college in the united states to have a plant-based vegan graduation reception that it's never been done before so we presented this, the administration presented this to the students, and the students flipped out. Now, mind you, the food at these receptions had been disgusting, mostly, for forever. And the students never had any input in it and never complained, never said, oh, we want to have input in it. 
But the second we said we were doing something different, right? We changed the status quo. We changed the default. They were up in arms and were demanding meat. It was a bizarre thing. And I, I literally tried to talk to the student council. We brought, I brought them all these vegan treats. They, and they, the first thing they said, are you trying to bribe us? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm trying to show you how this stuff tastes delicious. And this is the type of stuff we're going to have here. They were so aggressive. And I, I told them, I said, I said, is the last act that you guys have before you graduate, and this might be the last part period of your schooling for your whole life, is that you fought against a sustainability initiative to try to improve the, the graduation reception is like that. Is that how you want to go out? And the answer was yes. That was how they wanted to go out. And the administration backed down. And so we canceled it. And then we went back to the junk food that was in um, you know the graduation reception. But I'll give the administration credit. They said, we're going to come back next year. We're going to announce it early. And we're going to stick with it. So they did it. They stuck. They announced it early. Same thing happened. Students up in arm. Petitions. We demand meat at our graduation. I mean, stuff out of almost like a comedy, right? Kind of a idiocracy comedy. But we stuck with it. We got all these sponsors to donate all this great food. We made it an international kind of vegan feast. We had falafel and sushi rolls and vegan brownies and, and Miyoko cheese donated all these wheels of incredible vegan cashew cheese. And we had fruits and chocolate. And it was amazing. And it blew people away. It was the most successful graduation reception ever. All the food was eaten, whereas a lot of times they had a lot that they had to throw out. And the, the, the kind of the cherry on top, the guy who started the petition, who was the most adamant, he said, wow, I didn't realize vegan food could be so good. And he posted to Facebook this, this picture of a guy going, you know, before I knew how good vegan food was, and kind of a, a sourpuss look, and then a big smile after I realized and tried amazing vegan food. So we actually converted some really diehard opponents. And then the administration stepped up and said, we're going to do this for every graduation reception from here on out, both winter and spring. And so now it's been going about five years. We've done about 10 of these. Nobody complains. Everybody loves it. And so we changed the default option. Right, We changed what people were resistant because people don't like change, but we changed it and now people love it. And now people, we have a little thing in the graduation booklet saying, you know, hey, this is a 100% sustainable plant-based meal to showcase our sustainability principles and people love it. Right, So this just goes to show you can change the status quo. You can change the default and it's a great thing to do and it, it will improve, you know, many people's lives and the and the state of the environment. So with that, everybody, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And if you are, please share it with family, friends, and colleagues. Rate it. Subscribe on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. And with that, everybody, I hope you're having a great summer. And uh, take care. Be safe.